You're about to listen to a true story told live because this is True Stories Live. Brought to you by LJ Hope Productions, Norwich Arts Centre and me, Molly Naylor. Would you put your hands together for the wonderful Antoinette Moses? Thank you. It's lovely to be back here. Um, The story of rats reminded me of when I lived in Greece. Uh, There was a little taverna in the square where... And we actually called it the Rat Taverna because every year where they cleaned out the barrel of the Retsina, they always had a certain number of rats in. But I think that the the, the Retsina sort of killed the rats and it's almost killed us. It was the roughest Retsina I'd ever drunk. And I don't think the rats really really changed that very much. And this is a story about Greece because I moved there in 73, and this is really part of the reason why. Um, And a a little content warning because some of the background is quite dark, and and so if people might be upset about that, please, you know, feel free to to go, because I don't want to upset anyone. But this is 1973. Before I'd gone there, I was very depressed. I'd had some really bad things happen to me. And I was dealing with them through a variety of pills and drugs and wasn't in a very good place. But because I was stoned a lot of the time, I wasn't really aware that I wasn't in a very good place. So I was just sort of floating around. Um, I'd been in Afghanistan, I'd done various other things, I'd worked in places where <clears throat> publishing and didn't really enjoy it. But I decided to go to Greece because my parents were going to go there for holiday, so I decided to wander off there first and then I could meet them. And I got on a boat and ended up on an island called Alonisos. I didn't really know what the island was, and in fact, it's an island that the Daily Telegraph now calls one of the hidden secrets of Greece. And it looks, if you look at photographs, it looks beautiful, it looks green as if there's trees. Actually, they're not trees, it's scrub. It's that wonderful Greek scrub. When you're actually down there, it's sort of low bushes. It's, uh, it's, uh, they are a form of euphorbia. Yeah, it's, it's um, thyme, juniper, and they're very, very, very scratchy, dangerous shrubs. You can't actually sort of walk through them. They will tear you to shreds. I'm just putting that down to start with because that's actually sort of relevant to what actually happens. So, but I wasn't really aware of the landscape, except it was in the background. I was staying in a nice little port and swimming. But I'd been there a few weeks, and I decided I wanted to go for a walk. I wasn't just going to go, you know, in the morning, to, I'm going to go for a walk and come back again. I was going to walk to the top of the island. This is about 12 miles across mountains. Uh, 
I hadn't really thought about it. I was just wearing sandals. I, you know, I was sort of drifting. Anyhow, got up in the morning, went off, started walking, kept walking, rather like Felix the cat. Those of you who know Felix the cat, Felix keeps on walking. And eventually, I came to a little house somewhere, one of those very tiny, low houses. And I was aware of this because the dogs came at me. Large, black dogs started to run towards me. And I have to say, I am utterly terrified of wild dogs. I mean, I'm quite terrified of big dogs anyway. Uh, many years before, I'd been in France and I'd been looking for a hotel and a dog had come rushing at me and I'd shut the gate and the dog had, it was a um, German shepherd, leapt up and it would have got my neck. So the kind of thing that makes you a little bit wary. You know, you, you just think wild dogs coming at you. Not So I shouted and picked up a stone. Not that I'd throw it at a dog. I mean, I wouldn't do that. But I just thought, well, you know. So anyhow, I shouted and shouted, and this man came out, and he did pick up a stone and threw it at the dog. And it hit the dog, and I was very upset about that. But apparently, this is what he did. Anyhow, he invited me into the house, and I was desperate for water. We didn't carry water in those days. I had no water with me. I, was, I didn't have anything with me. Uh, I hadn't really been thinking. So uh, I asked for water, and water was something they didn't have much of, but they gave me a little sip of water. But they also gave me a spoonful of jam, which was the thing that people did in Greece. They, they, when they welcome you into their house, they give you jam, which was very nice. It just made me thirstier. But I thought, okay, that's fine. And so I, I thanked them, and I went on walking. And as I walked out, the man followed me. And... It was clear why he was following me, and it was clear that I didn't want him to follow me or do what he wanted to do. So I tried to speak to him, which was difficult because he didn't speak anything but Greek, and I didn't have any Greek in those days. But I tried to make out that uh, it wasn't a nice thing to do for a man of honor, and he turned around and went back, and I was safe, which was lucky because uh, things hadn't always been that easy. When I was a couple of years younger, when I was about 17, I hitchhiked all over Italy, which is not a good thing to do when you're very young. And I'd had to, um, anyone who's in, I have to say that anyone, any women who are in that position uh, and having a tough time, apparently it's, they don't like it if you're mad. So uh, if you pretend to be mad, it helps if you speak Italian, I would say, do you like trees? I like trees. I don't like people. Anyhow, it used to stop them from raping me. Uh, and they, I, I managed to get to the next town. So I, I managed to get through my life pretty unscathed. Anyhow, so this man left me and I wandered off. And I ended up at the top of the island, some 11 miles away. And there I found this elderly couple, absolutely delightful. And they said to me, we've never met a European before. And, and I thought, wow, I mean, it, that's extraordinary, as if they came from a different century. And they had a little transistor radio that had stopped working, and they had a battery, but they didn't know what to do with it. So I put a new battery into their radio, and they gave me some vegetables and 
they insisted I slept on their bed, which was an old door with some reeds on it. And in the, ne in the morning, it was about five o'clock, just at dawn, the old lady came up and she said, we're taking the donkey out. And so I walked with her up, taking the donkey out into the field. And we were right at the top of the island, the eastmost point. And as we walked out, the sun rose almost at our feet and just came up in front of us as if it had never come up before, as if it was the most extraordinary, beautiful thing that it was just rising for us. And I thought, I'm never going to forget this moment. This is something really quite special. And I thanked them for their hospitality and I started to walk back. And I wanted, for obvious reasons, to avoid the house and the man and the dogs. So I tried to keep to the left-hand side of the island, which is the east, and walked back down on a different path. And you can get lost on a Greek island walking across the mountains. And in fact, I have to say very sadly that a friend of a friend went walking on Seraphos a couple of years ago and he still hasn't been found. And he was an experienced walker. So it's not something you should really do unless people know where you are. And I hadn't told anyone that I was going for a walk. I just got out. So no one would have come looking for me anyway. And I'd started to walk and I thought I was following a path. Then suddenly I realized this was just some kind of goat path and it led to the edge of a cliff going down to the sea. And around were all these scrubby bushes. The thyme and the juniper and the euphorbia. And they, were, they all looked particularly vicious. And the stones, which were this red earth, were sliding under my feet. And I thought, I'm completely lost, and I'm going to die. And up to that point, I hadn't really cared about that particularly, because, as I said, I wasn't in a very good place. And then I thought about the sunrise I'd seen that morning. And it wasn't so much bouncing back, really, as saying, I'm actually coming back. I'm coming back to life in a way that I hadn't been for a very long time, and I am going to live. And the moment I said that to myself, I took a step, and suddenly I saw this tiny little path in front of me that I hadn't seen before, and I walked along it, and it took me straight back down the mountain and down to the harbor, and I was safe. Thank you. Antoinette Moses! Thank you, Antoinette. True Stories Live is a story show and story finding project brought to you by LJ Hope Productions, Norwich Arts Centre, 
and me, Molly Naylor. For more information about all of the work that we do, head to our website, truestorieslive.co.uk.